Eagles Entertainment. It's July, everyone. Welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles everywhere, and we know you're out there. Whether it's in the United States, it's Philadelphia, it's in the suburbs here, it's in South Jersey, it's in Jersey, Central Jersey, it's in Delaware, it's in the outskirts of Philadelphia area, it's anywhere in the country, around the world. Hey, Ghana, are you listening? We know you're out there. It's the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, and Maybe I've just said it, but I don't know. I'm in a goofy mood here. Been a holiday weekend and had a good time. Holiday week, actually, here with the Philadelphia Eagles. Dave Spadaro here. Great episode for you. We're going to visit with Boston Scott. And, um, you know, look, back, the Eagles have a running game that ranked number one in the NFL last year. They've got largely the same running back room, minus Jordan Howard. So what does that mean for Boston Scott and his group of backs? We'll find out. But let's begin with the veteran of veterans. In fact, the longest tenured athlete in Philadelphia professional sports right now. His name is Brandon Graham. He wears number 55. You know so much about him. And guess what his goal is this year? Well, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to listen to it. One-on-one with Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham coming back from a tough 2021 season. He went down in week two. He is back. He is smiling. And he is ready to rip it up for the Eagles in 2022. So I'm trying to think, how many times have I interviewed you, I wonder? Probably 30 times in my life. Well, um, in my career the whole yeah, time? I don't know. Maybe more than that. Maybe close to... What, what's your opinion of the media? You, you know what? I had to realize I had to not take it personal and know that they got a job to do. They got, they got papers to sell. And sometimes it's competitive. And I'm in the most competitive city so i think embracing it for what it is and sometimes you might go through it the the bad part of it which i did early um but then if you just stay with it still stand tall through it through the bad and then when the good come enjoy that too so i think it's just a lot of ups and downs with the media um but just know you're gonna get through it because they got to report something else about somebody else so it ain't always be on you every time you've you've talked about that um before that early in your career it was tough um, did you pay attention too much to the media? Yeah, I, I think I might have uh, because I was young, immature, and you wanted to, you wanted to have early success. When you see guys that we could have had and they had early success, you want to be one of those guys that was in the mix. So I think uh, just when I started getting it, I got hurt, uh, and then that's when you seen a lot of people turn. But I learned a lot during that time too, and um, I, I learned that I'm a fighter and I fought. Just kept fighting, and I had guys in my ear like Trent and um, JP, just telling me, "Man, just keep going, man. Um, how you how you gonna be able to change it? Is how you practice." And I seen T Cole practice like that every day, so I do the same thing. I try to go hard uh, when I'm in and help guys along the way. Cause now when I come when people come back, they be like, "Man, you still kicking? You know, uh, remember <laughs> I told you, man, all you had to do was this. You keep on working, boy. So you might could do this." So. I just try to tell them, like, man, just make sure that you get a regimen and stick to it. Being consistent is a big thing in the league, and that's with everything. So just staying consistent. Do you feel like you're a legend in this city? <clears throat> you know what? I'm proud of where my how my career went in this city. Whatever people Don't speak wanna, of it in the past tense. I know. I'm going. saying. I mean, we still going. I'm just saying 
I, I, I let I let the people say that. You know, I always said I wanted to be a legend in the city, and winning the first Super Bowl in a long time, man, it was it was great to make the play like I did against another former Michigan player, and uh, man, it just couldn't have been written another in in a better better position I mean you couldn't have put me in a better position than I'm in right now uh other than going to get another one you know what I'm saying but yeah do you ever if you ever go into a bar do you ever buy a drink you know what Honestly. every now and again it'll pop up where people hey man it's on me it's on me I try not to let it be too many on me's because I'm an awesome people so I <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like on nobody uh but you know I think that uh I I, I love it I love it and I try not to just overdo it with that you mentioned when we met the media earlier back in earlier in the spring that you wanted to be that you were thinking that when the moment you got hurt that like the the way you transitioned your brain was i'm going to be the comeback player of the year Mm -hmm. you you still you feeling that way I, i feel like that i feel like man how i felt last year before i got hurt it was about to be on and now that i'm here in this position where there's no restrictions no more i'm out here just back to normal and i feel good cuz i've been through otas the whole way and man i just feel like i'm just a part of it again and so yeah i knew this day would come but at that time it was tough when i first sat down i can remember just looking up at the at the scoreboard saying like yep that's the season when i realized like dang this this would achilles feel like and I was like, man, it's gonna be all right. I'm gonna be be the comeback player next year. I'm a I'm gonna go hard, do exactly what I did this year, if not better, and I'm gonna come back. Uh, if they let me, if they let me come back, it's kind of the power of positive thinking. You've, you 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 amaze me. You always have a smile on your face. It's never fake. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe there's times when you're just pissed off, but you still walk around with a smile. On yeah, your you face. got you got to sometimes. But you know what I learned to do? I learned to talk about it. I learned to get it off my chest, even if it's with my wife or. Just with somebody, let them know the real. Cause she hit me one day, was like, "I know every day is not good. Tell me what's up, you know." And so I just kind of was like, "You know what? Let me think about it, baby. Let me think about what was something that came up and that I didn't like." You know what? Coach, coach yelled at me a little bit, and it kind of got me in my feelings. But then I got out of it. But it was like, you know, it, it kept me on edge for a second because okay, I'm all right, coach. You want to nitpick? All right, I got you. That's cool. And so I, I mean, just getting that off my chest so I won't go into the meeting mad the next day and holding on to something. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, wife helping me um, and then knowing that I don't want to show my hand. You know, I don't want to have bad body language because somebody's looking up to me. And, I mean, I know I ain't going to have perfect days, but it's like if I'm having a bad day, just talk about it. Did that come something that you learned along the way in life? Did it yeah. come from having three sisters? I don't know. Learn. I just learned that, um, you know what, when I got with my wife, because she a good communicator, and I didn't realize I held on to things until until you get in, until you fall in love, and then you got to say certain stuff that didn't that you didn't like, and she telling me what she don't like, and now I'm mad, and then I'm taking it personal, and really she's just communicating with me something that she just see and it's like it's okay like she's not mad about nothing she just want to let you know make you aware of what you do and i mean it's on you to fix it so i mean once i got out of my feelings on a lot of stuff and knowing i ain't perfect in a lot of areas that i thought i was perfect in you know what i'm saying it's just like humble yourself and just move on because 
it's not like it's a bad thing. It's a great thing that she's talking to you or whoever's talking to you, communicating about how they feel about something. And, that, and you got that entitled right to feel how you feel. And it's like, now nah, how can we come in the middle? And and some of it is me changing. If if I can change certain things about what I do, and, you know, it's like coming in the middle, compromise. BG, we are talking as training camp is approaching, and I wonder how you feel about the team. Do you have any sense of what this defense can be? I, I feel good about the defense. But I got to see how people getting off blocks because that's really what it comes down to. Uh, how are you out there? Um, like, how do you do your job? And can we trust each other to do our job together? And so, um, yeah, man, you know, we find out a lot about our team. But I really like the competitive nature that we have. I feel like it's a lot of a lot of people that could be starters in our room. And, uh, you know, just all around, and I just feel like it's real love. I feel like a lot of guys enjoy being here. Just seeing guys, like, even now, they probably in there shooting in the uh, team meeting room, people shooting around, competition stuff, and they supposed to been gone. I mean, they could have been gone home. But, yeah, man, you just try to I, – I try to really enjoy every day and pay attention to what we building, and I think we building something real good. Last one, Nick Sirianni, year two. Uh, what are your thoughts on him and – and what is it like when the head coach is wearing your jersey at a press conference? Does it mean something to you? It do. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm all right, I got another year coach wearing my jersey. <laughs> when, when they stop talking about me and then it's like, all right, y'all, this is my last PGU? year. Yeah. Right. You know, so I, I enjoy I enjoy when you do that. It just makes me want to just work harder uh, because when you got that respect in the room, in, in, in the building, I try not to take that for granted. I try to help the guys and let them see. Like, man, it ain't about me. It's about, like, if it wasn't for my teammates that I had, I probably wouldn't have made that play. I probably wouldn't be where I'm at because uh, y'all didn't see me when I when things wasn't as good. And, I mean, I was just another guy. You know, not just another guy, but just, like, we all guys in here. and You know, but some guys have early success. They get a little different treatment. Uh, but I had to get it. Even though I was the first-round pick, it was, it was not given to me because when I got hurt, I kind of had to go back to the bottom a little bit because nobody knew I was going to come back from a knee injury that I had, mm -hmm. the microfracture. You know, Jason Babin come in and get 18 sacks. And it's like, damn, like, man. And, you know, it, it was kind of like I had to start from the bottom. Even when Chip came, I had to move positions, uh, and then I had to work. But now you see what you see, and you think it was like this the whole time, and it really wasn't uh, until Doug came. And once Doug came, that's when things took off that defense I was in. I mean, man, it's all about getting in the right situation. Yeah. I look at all that, man. I be paying attention trying to see what other guys are doing, and it's all about the system that you're in, the timing of everything. And, I mean, man, I just – Your position coach is your huge. Your position coach is huge because Stout has changed so many. He got Jordan Malata 50 mil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the technique, the the he's just a technician, like great coach. He always got you thinking about – certain things to make you play faster and uh that's the game man like to not be out there thinking and just being in position bg i'll see you at training camp yeah right, see brother. you later thanks man yeah bg is always a pleasure we look forward to seeing him on the field didn't you just feel like the eagles just missed something energy just that he's just got such an amazing amazing presence and charisma and personality brandon graham one of a kind now we turn to our extra point and the subject of the extra point is running back Boston Scott. A role change for him last year, a bit more on the sidelines rather than on the field. 
Yet when it was time to produce, Boston Scott was right there, and he just is such a solid football player in the right place at the right time, extremely productive, great attitude, valuable, valuable member of the Philadelphia Eagles, and the subject of this week's Extra Point. Okay, first question, Boston, in the spirit of trash talking, which I know happens in this league a lot, when a guy from the Giants comes to the Eagles, as James Bradbury did, do you walk up to him and say, hey, you guys couldn't tackle me. What's up with that? (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, like, I haven't haven't had a chance to say what's up to him yet, so I don't know if he's taking that the wrong way or not, but uh, nah, man, it's, it's all love, you know what I'm saying, it's... It's just fun. I know. Yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. I, I mean, maybe we'll probably we'll probably end up at some point kind of talking about it. You know, I might just give him a look, you know, and see if he looks back at me and knows what I'm talking about. But, <laughs> nah. uh, no, actually, when you, when he comes toward you in the hallway, just like juke him or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Boston, let's talk about um, this this offense and, and the the running game. Just you see all these pieces coming together. How do you feel about things? Oh man, I feel great. I feel great. You know, like I, I was just talking about. You know, I think it's so important. You know to have that continuity you know it's our second year in the system uh we have a lot of the same guys coming back and i think that that's a that's a big part of it you know chemistry is a huge thing whenever you talk about you know the run game and being a well-oiled machine uh so i'm excited about having those guys back we have you know a bunch of smart guys strong guys fast guys and you know i'm excited about seeing it all come together um you know expectations are high but you know each year is a new year so you know we're just gonna chip away at it you know what I mean make the tweaks here and there and then you know when it's time to show out we show out it's interesting in the backfield because there's quality all the way through 17 game season I guess the the message is you got to stay ready at all times stay ready at all times you know what I'm saying this is the NFL man so when the, you know don't don't count your opportunities but you know make your opportunities count so like whenever those you know opportunities come up you know you make the most of them you know what I mean uh, trusting the coaching staff that they're going to put you know the right guys in the right situation and you know you just go from there you control what you can control what do you think the team learned last year turning the season around and reaching the postseason you know I think that there's it was just growing pains, man. Just, you know, fundamentals was a big thing. You know, a lot of these games, if you look at the film, you know, it's not what other teams did. It's what we did to ourselves. We put ourselves in bad situations, time in and time out. You know, if you're not playing, you know, clean, fundamental football, then you're going you're gonna to lose a lot of the times. And so um, I just think that, like I said, uh, we're settling into the second year of a system. Um, and so... Yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. Last one, what was your focus in the offseason? What's it been? What do you wanna what do you wanna be like when training camp starts? Man, I, I wanna improve all aspects of my game. So there's you know, there's there are things here and there that I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is a issue on on film that I need to correct, but I just wanna become an overall better player for my team. Interesting. And I'm not quite sure you're Darn good player as it is. <laughs> is it just like the, the, the relentless pursuit of perfection for you and for anybody? It's a blessing and a curse, <laughs> you know, because, I, I mean, I definitely want to be excellent. You know what I mean? I feel like um, there are still things that, you know, we have to accomplish as a team, obviously winning the Super Bowl, um, you know, but I, I just want to be a better player. You know, I want to be a more complete player. You know, uh, I know that there's times in the past, in the past years where, you know, I've been trying to correct things and developing areas. So it's just that, like you said, that constant pursuit of, you know, higher of more, you know, that, you know, that's, that's what I'm committed to. Thank you. Yeah. That will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. 
Thanks to Ray Doyle for putting it together from the idea end. John Ganold, great job, buddy. Sat in on that interview with Brandon Graham. Loved it. In my office. Humble little office, but my office nonetheless. Of course, Peter Kelly, who does the, I guess, so if I'm the chef, what does that make him? He's, he does all the finishing touches. He, he prepares it brilliantly. He makes me look good. Peter Kelly, thank you so much for your work. And thanks to all of you for joining each and every episode. If you have a moment to give us a review, we love the five stars. There's a link in the details section of your podcast library. Thanks for joining, everyone. It's July. Training camp is not far away. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go, birds! Eagles!